Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning. Welcome to Quiet Screams, the podcast about horror movies. That's right, exclusively about horror movies, sometimes about literary theory and the theory behind what these movies mean and why they make us scared. I am your host, Alex Vincent, and I hope to be guiding you along a journey of discovery. Discovery about the things that not only make us scared, but why this is a good thing to find. Why horror movies should be a good part of your life, and why you should seek them out. Now, along this journey, I will seek out a number of friends, an eclectic gathering of people I deem worthy of analyzing movies and commenting with me on why you should be afraid of these things and what makes you afraid, right? Because at the end of the day, that is the core. What makes you afraid and why does it make you afraid? It is something worth analyzing and thinking about and perhaps deconstructing in a way that makes you a better person or makes you more aware of your faults as a person. Now, that is a higher level of thinking and perhaps we don't need to go there. And in fact, that will sometimes be my argument that we don't need to go there, that we do not need to think about the higher levels of our psyche when we're watching a horror movie because sometimes a horror movie should just be a horror movie sometimes sometimes these things are not worth digging into because sometimes they're just horrifying and sometimes our deepest fears are the things that we don't need to dig into Why does gore make you unsettled? Why does the thought of another person breaking into your home and murdering your family make you disturbed? Why does the thought of you losing control of your life, being possessed, and losing the ability to reason, to think, and to control your actions, why does that make you scared? Why does the thought of aliens abducting you, using your body for things it was never meant to, why does that scare you? These are things we don't need to think about at the end of the day. Sometimes. Sometimes. But that being said, as with any art, horror is deserving of deep analysis. Is deserving of a larger cachet of thoughts, of a more in-depth, reasoned approach. But, as all things, as I said earlier, it is not worthy of this, because pulp is ultimately pulp. I will seek to help you sift through this pulp, to find what is the deeper meaning, to find what is effective when it makes you afraid, to find the greatest denominator of your fear. But that being said, sometimes your fear doesn't need to be dug into. Sometimes you just need to accept you are afraid of it, and I hope to help you with that too. However, 
That being said, I have my own thoughts on the horror genre. Otherwise, why would you listen to me? Why would you seek this out? Why would you think you need to listen to another person talk on your radio, on your stereo, on your phone, on your headphones about horror movies? Well, that's because you think they have something to say. So, I have a couple of thoughts on the horror genre. A couple of thoughts that maybe you might find helpful when looking into the mirror about these horror movies, right? Why does The Exorcist make you afraid of little children? Why does any movie make you afraid of anything, right? Why is the witch so effective at xenophobia and the unknown? Why is the thing so effective at making you afraid of other people? Why is the evil dead so effective at making you know that everything is hilarious, even if it's scary, right? Why is Candyman so effective at making you afraid of rumors of anything of that sort, right? Why is Wreck such an effective zombie movie in a time when we're so tired of zombie movies? Why does The Ring work the way it does, right? That is this. These are the things that I am looking to dig deep into. These are the things that I hope to discover with you, and these are the things that hopefully, with your input, I hope to suss out. I mean, these the, the, these are the questions that should drive us because ultimately fear is what influences our decisions. That is what makes us do things. The fear of failure. The fear of not knowing. The fear of not being, right? The, the failure to reach the to-be verb in the metaphorical sense. So, as a result of this, I am going to propose a theory. In a theory that I will put forward through my interviews of friends. An eclectic group, an eclectic conglomerate. Some people that I just happen to know. Some people that will watch these fucking movies with me because no one will fucking watch them with me. This is what I hope to advance during this. So, that being said, it is a three-pronged approach to horror movies. There are three things that I think help a horror movie be a horror movie. They are not entirely necessary within the movie they are not needed to make a horror movie but in order to have a successful horror movie i do think you need at least two of the three because without two of the three the triangle breaks right and without a triangle nothing works it, it just doesn't so first the thing which is obviously named after the movie I referenced earlier, The Thing. I love John Carpenter. John Carpenter is an expert on body horror and how to make us afraid of our own insides turning into what we do not want them to be. But ultimately, in my opinion, The Thing in a horror movie is what we should be afraid of. The, 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 the thing, the literal thing 
that makes us not want to look at the screen. So, it, just for example, right? Jeepers Creepers. I don't really want to look at whatever the fuck that alien thing is, right? I don't... In Evil Dead, I, I don't really want to see whatever is possessing the person. In The Thing, I don't want to see things evolve and grow into a grotesque amalgam of what should be a living thing. In Predator, I don't actually want to see the Predator. It's just really cool to see fucking people's guts ripped out and also be afraid at the same time, right? And even further, right, if we look at a movie like Hereditary, what am I afraid of in Hereditary? Well, ultimately, it's a little girl. It's someone possessed that I cannot control. Or if we look at another movie, an A24 movie, like The Witch, it is the fear of the unknown, in my opinion, right? There is nothing more terrifying to us than something we can focus horrors and terrors on. Second, as a category, is the scream. Now this, as opposed to the thing, is the moment in a movie which makes you afraid. Right? Now, anytime the thing appears, that can make you afraid. But we all know that we're supposed to be afraid of the thing. But what moment in the thing's appearance makes us afraid. This is the scream. The first time you see someone possessed and hereditary, what did you feel? You probably felt afraid. In the thing, the first time you saw something transform, you probably felt afraid. In Alien, the first time you actually saw that alien, you were probably afraid. And there's multiple examples of this in horror movies. In The Conjuring, the first time you knew something was fucky, which is a term I'm going to use a lot because it's a technical term, you were probably afraid. It, hell, in Jurassic Park, the first time you saw a dinosaur... You probably knew at some point in the movie you were going to be afraid. Because why the fuck wouldn't you? Dinosaurs are terrifying. They could squash you. Be stupid not to be afraid. And finally, we have The Quiet Place. Which is the most complicated and most complex category that I have. And it's because it's the one that is most difficult to achieve. In a movie, and that is the place where you know you should be safe, but ultimately are not safe. This means, in a easy example, when you watch The Conjuring, and in the first time, the Warrens actually examine the house, fucking nothing happens. Right? There's just a little bump here, a little bump there. Really the, nothing that makes you afraid. And wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. There is a family breakfast afterwards. Everyone is happy. Everyone is so excited to see that there was nothing really significant that happened that night. And they're having a breakfast. The girls are excited 
the, the, the Warrens are happy to see that nothing is affecting the family. Yet you know it is not done. You know for a fact that the horror is not over. Not only because you've seen what has come before, but because you know it's a movie. You know there has to be something after. And in order for that after to be scary, there has to be something that wasn't scary before. This is a quiet place. It is that place where you know you are safe, but you also know you are not safe. You know that there is something afterwards that is going to make you regret that feeling of safety. Without that feeling of safety, there's nothing left. You cannot have a feeling of fear without that feeling of safety. Now, for a couple examples of this, besides The Conjuring, right? Let's go back to the first time you watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Sleeping is the one place we think should be safe. Sleeping is the one place that we are numb to the world, that we don't think anything else exists because you are not thinking. Yet Nightmare on Elm Street turns this quiet place into something of abject horror. We don't want to see what happens while we are sleeping because we know that Freddy's coming after us. Now, this is stretching the definition of a quiet place, but it only illustrates my point in that the quiet place is the most difficult category to peg down. Now, ultimately, this category will lead, I think, to more conflicts between me and other people. And that is only because of the complexity of the category. Yet, I believe, I believe that this will be the most integral category to the best horror movies. Because without this place of safety, without this place of known horror, you cannot truly be afraid. And when I say truly be afraid, I, I'm thinking of the movies that make you look in the corner after you are done watching them, that make you hope there is something living next to you while you sleep, whether it be a dog, a cat, a gerbil, a finger up your ass. I don't care what it is, but it just makes you hope that something with a pulse is there. And that is what is so integral about this category. Yet a lot of horror movies that I think are good horror movies don't necessarily have this place because they are more effective without this place. And yet that's contradictory. Why do I think it's such an important category? Why do I think that it is something that horror movies need when horror movies can be more effective without this place? Simple. Because the construct, the construct of their narrative of what happens and what we are afraid of within that horror movie. I mean, you look at something schlocky like VHS or VHS 2, which I happen to love as anthology horror movies, 
and you never really feel safe. Like, why would you? I mean, you know that something is going to happen, and but and you still don't feel safe. I mean, there's no reason to feel safe during these movies. Yet the movies work better because you never feel safe. But there's something to be said about a movie that makes you feel safe when you're not safe. I mean, you look at The Quiet Place, the name for which the category, the movie, for which the category takes its name from, and you realize that the movie's more effective because you look at the movie and you, you do feel safe when the family is being quiet because that's what we told are the rules of the movie. But you know you're not safe because at any point there could be some noise. There could be something that you are afraid of happening, which is the noise. And this is what makes an effective movie and why I will argue some that some movies are horror movies when you might not think they are. Uh, in particular, I look forward to having the argument over Jurassic Park. Or another movie like Annihilation, which is lesser known. Or even, and even, and I don't think I'd categorize this as a horror movie. But I think that I could argue that Upgrade is a horror movie. Things like this. And these are... This is the sort of discourse which I hope to open up. This, the, the discourse that movies which make us afraid come in all shapes, sizes, colors, thoughts, feelings, tastes, alcohols even, right? This is the sort of thing that I hope to open up and I hope for us to discuss. Because at the end of the day, a horror movie makes you a person. Being afraid of something makes you a person. And being able to face that movie might make you a better person. But I don't know. We'll see. We can talk about it. I love to talk about it. I even hope to have episodes where we directly address the horror what makes us afraid? As I said earlier, literary theory is going to be involved. And if you are interested in my thoughts on this, well, I'll tell you right now. I often take a deconstructionist view. If you don't know what that is, I suggest you read into it. Or, if you don't know how to read movies, well, I hope you listen to me. Because sometimes, as I said earlier, we should not read a movie or we should not see it. But... We'll dig deeper into it. Together, we'll find what is the best way to see it. And together, we will see what makes us all afraid and what makes us want to watch a horror movie. I'll try to keep up on news, on horror movies, on actors and actresses and directors and studios. And I hope to have periodic updates. And I hope to keep you informed. But at the end of the day, I'm more concerned of what constructs a horror movie and what makes us think what is a horror movie and what we should be thinking of as a horror movie. Let me know what you think. I'm listening. I want to learn. Have a good night.